Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic and conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. It's Ken Carmen on CBS Sports Radio, 855-2124-CBS, 855-2124-227. Send the tweets, send the hot takes at Ken Carmen, C-A-R-M-A-N. First off, congratulations to Brett. Or maybe I should say congratulations to Burt. The Big Ten gets bigger. I like the move by Illinois. I really do. I was getting texts this morning on, is this really a good? It's a better move. No offense to Lovey Smith. Lovey Smith has been a good football coach throughout his career. He really has. But when you're bringing in JUCOs, you're a state, you're a big, like a few JUCOs are fine. With the way they went about it, it's like, are you really putting in what you need to put in? Are you putting together the effort you need to put in to recruit the heartland, to recruit that area? Brett Bielema will do that. He'll do that. And he's a pretty good football coach, and they'll have some upsets, and and they should have. I mean, for, for a team like Illinois, I'm always the person who says, know your neighborhood, know your surroundings, know where you're supposed to be, understand your limitations. And Illinois, more of a basketball school, but still a big state school. I put Illinois in that mid-category. I don't think Illinois I don't think Illinois should be down towards the bottom of the Big Ten. Like, if Tom, Tom Allen's done a remarkable job. If Tom, Tom Allen, I think, makes Lovey Smith and makes some of the other coaches look worse. Indiana is by far a basketball school that didn't really care about football and still doesn't care that much. Didn't care that much about football until this year. That's a basketball state. Obviously, it's a basketball school. Obviously. And when Tom Allen's turning in the performances that he turned in this year and might get a chance to do here in the future, I think it makes some of the other schools look worse. And because Illinois is supposed to be at the bottom. Northwestern's supposed to be toward, near the bottom. They've, they've got a nice coach in Pat Fitzgerald who's able to get them going every few years. And every now and then, yeah, they have a four or five win season here and there. But it's rare. He's a good coach. They got themselves a good hand there. With... Lovey Smith, you can be, I think, at the tippy top. I thought you could have been a seven-win team, maybe an eight-win team. And looking over his career, there was times where I thought that they would turn that corner and they would, they would really be able to put something like that together with Lovey Smith at Illinois. Now with Brett Bielema, I think that, yeah, definitely you can be 
an eight-win team, not in every now and then a nine-win team, depending on who you who you recruit, maybe you can surprise some people here and there. You kind of like what happened with jo- with Juice Williams, where maybe you can surprise some people here and there. They'll get upsets. They'll do a pretty decent job. I I, I like this hire by Illinois this morning. I, I think that's a good hire by Illinois, and I think that Brett Bielema will do a pretty good job. Save all the jokes. I know that I I even tweeted the picture of him shirtless, which. If you look at his belly, and I know we don't like to do personal appearances show fodder, it kind of looks like a dog. Like, have you ever seen a dog puppet, Pierno? Have you ever seen, like, a dog, like a, like a stuffed animal? Like a dog stuffed animal? Look at the picture of Brett Bielema with his shirt off and tell me that doesn't look like a dog. He's smooth looking, too. I mean, he's on vacation. He's looking good. For a large person, he looks good. Let's give it where it's due. He looks pretty good. But if you ever look at like a like a a, a, a stuffed animal dog, like an old style stuffed animal dog, that's what it looks like. But I think that Brett Bielema is going to do a fine job. Eight five five two one two four CBS. I don't think he's going to go to the big the college football playoffs. I don't know if he'll get to a Big Ten championship game, but I think Brett Bielema is going to do a pretty fine job there and resurrect the career. Today's a big day in college football. Obviously, today we discuss not who's going to be in. I don't know if I want to know. Who's going to be in? I'll tell you who I think is going to be in. I want to know who deserves to be in. Deserve is a loaded word. It's a loaded phrase. Because in college football, especially in college football, because we can't do this with a lot of other things, we can argue and talk about who deserves to be in, who we feel deserves to be in those spots. When we talk about deserve, it comes to fairness. And fairness has been a loaded conversation here over the last year, whether it be in college football, whether it be in real life. Deserve for college football and for the top four, I think is going to be different for a lot of people out there, and that's why I throw it right out to you, 855-2124-CBS, 855-2124-227. Because if I talk about deserving, Alabama, even with a loss today, you would say they deserve to be in. Why? Best team in the country? They are allowed to slip up as the best team in the country. Plenty of teams do. Plenty of teams have. They're allowed to slip up as the best team in the country, and they've played 10 games. This is, t- this is game 11. Notice the phrase. Notre Dame. If Notre Dame loses close, Notre Dame deserves to be in. If Notre Dame loses by 40, there's a different conversation. The Trevor Lawrence conversation will be in there, but Notre Dame will have played 11 games. Does Notre Dame deserve to be in? Some people will say no. I'll say yes. If they lose by 40, it's a hard conversation to have. I don't think they're going to lose by 40. I do think they lose today. I don't think they lose by such a wide, terrible margin. Clemson. Well, obviously, Clemson, if they win, they get in. They've played 11 games. They'd be 10-1. and one. They've exercised the demon in Notre Dame. They deserve to be in. But, of course, i got to get to Ohio State. The question turns into, does Ohio State deserve to be in? It's hard for me to say with common sense, no. If you listen to the Open last week, I had to make a very strong analogy comparing college sports to what we're dealing with now. We we have seen that in a lot of places in the world, we protect the biggest. And that is not right. Being a person who knows a lot of small business owners and, and having to see those people who have had to look their employees in the eye and actually let those people go, 
where the very biggest companies don't have to necessarily do that, it's very difficult. And the biggest companies have been protected. Well, the other ones haven't. And that's a shame. And that's sad. And in college football, it's while it's not as serious, well, in some cases it is, but in, in this case it's not as serious as what it is where some person were to lose their job, lose their livelihood, lose their business. It is still the same principle of you protect the biggest. Ohio State means big business. Ohio State big, means big money. And if you put Ohio State in here, and again, I said this last week in the very beginning, if I put Ohio State in the college football playoff, I know there's emotion tied to this. If Ohio State wins, beats Northwestern, and I put Ohio State in the playoff, I know it's 6-0 and instead of 10-0, and 10-1, 10-0, or 11-0, and 11-1, somewhere in there. Like like what Clemson and North and North or Notre Dame and, and and Alabama have. If I put Ohio State in there, I know that I've created polarization. I know that there's going to be fans who hate Ohio State who want to see Ohio State falter. I know that there's going to be fans of other schools that because of this, because they say it's not fair, and it's not. That they say it's not fair. They're going to want Ohio State to lose and lose badly. And there are plenty of people all over the world who are great big Ohio State fans, great big Ohio State honks, who don't care about any of that. They want to be the bad guy. They want to beat Alabama. They want to beat Notre Dame. They want to finally get the monkey off their back that is Clemson. They want to go to the college football playoff, and they want to prove everybody wrong. I know that that will draw eyes, ratings, and obviously money. I know it's going to do that. So do I do, if I'm the college football playoff, do I do what's best for fairness? Do I do what's best for business? And if I look up and down the top ten, the college football playoff committee, and this is a wild Charlie Day mailroom trying to figure out what's going on. This is a wild type of thought. But I know that watching through the top ten, I think the college football playoff committee has protected itself with each one of these moves. If Alabama wins, great. Alabama gets to be number one. If Notre Dame wins, great. Notre Dame gets to be number two. Then there's the sticky wicket of what happens with Clemson. You've lost two games. Do we put a two-loss Clemson team in? Can we put a two-loss team? Because Ohio State, 6-0 is 6-0. Oh, there's an O there. Dabo Sweeney will huff and he'll puff and he'll try to blow every single house down, and he has a lot of rights, too, because he's played in more games. They've played in 11 games. They have more chances to lose those games. That's totally fairly understood by Dabo Sweeney. He has every right to complain and moan about that. But then you have Texas A&M. At 7-1, and one, would probably be 8-1. and one. Texas A&M can slide right up there. The Iowa State situation is the first one where you look at it and you start to say, now it's starting to make sense. Now it's starting to come together. Ohio State ranks six. As a person who has an affinity for Iowa State this year, I still think six personally is a little high. And when you have Oklahoma there at 10, who's a six-point six favorite in this game, you start to draw the conclusions. Now Oklahoma would be a two-loss football team but Oklahoma would be able to push up themselves, which would be able to push up other opponents. Do I drop 
any one of these other teams because they're a two-loss team or because they're even a one-loss team. Does does Oklahoma probably, if they win today, probably will win today. It's hard to beat these teams twice, and it was an upset then, and it would be an upset now if Iowa State were to get Oklahoma today. So if Oklahoma wins, do they shoot up enough in the rankings where they're able to provide some cushion for a one-loss team to not fall out or possibly even a two-loss team? And will, if this is the case of business, if the impossible were to happen again, just like what I said about Oklahoma and Iowa State, the same thing I would say with Notre Dame and Clemson, if Clemson were to lose twice, do I take Clemson and put them out of the college football playoff considering they lost twice to a team that's also in the college football playoff? Is that good for business? It starts to get watered down, as you can tell. So the question of deserves to be in there, these are loaded questions. And the question of deserves when I'm hearing all these other college coaches, and I'll tell you guys, I'm right in the middle of, of everything with Ohio State. And Ohio State fans, they hear what Dan Mullen says, and they get all mad and huffy and puffy about it when Dan Mullen says, while well, he's an abrasive person, while he can be a very arrogant person, what Dan Mullen says, for the most part, has been the absolute truth. Florida's played a full slate. It's not Ohio State's fault that the Big Ten messed this thing up. Ohio State wanted to play and put it all out there with them and Nebraska, that they wanted to play this thing from the very beginning, that the science did not change a month later from where the month was before, and if the science was there, if the science didn't change, everybody told you things would be tough now and not in September. Things will be tougher now instead of September. I should I should clarify that. But the Big Ten went the Big Ten's way, thinking that everybody else was going to go. Do I hold it against Ohio State, who I know is a talented football team that talent-wise, talent-wise, is one of the top four teams in college football? Do I hold it against Ohio State for the misgivings of Kevin Warren and what the Big Ten has done? Do I do that? I don't know if I can. We're talking about fairness. And even with Ohio State, while it seems to be unfair that Ohio State's a top-four team and they've only played five games, that it's unfair that they started the season late, that they didn't have the opportunities to lose, that what Florida had, and Dan Mullen's right about that, that what Dabo Sweeney had, and Dabo Sweeney's right about that. Is it fair to point the finger at Ohio State, or do I point the finger at the Big Ten? Or for everybody on the outside, I might as well just point the finger at both. Or give the finger to both, depending on what college football team you root for. So when we bring in who's going to be, I can tell you. I think Alabama wins. I think Notre Dame loses. I don't think that matters much. I think they're able to stay into the top four. However, Clemson, they win. They go to number two. That's the way it probably goes. Ohio State more than likely wins. If Notre Dame loses, do they keep Notre Dame in knowing there could be if Notre Dame were to fall to four or Notre Dame were to fall to three? Either way, there could be another matchup between Clemson and Notre Dame. Does that matter? Should that matter? Do I leave Notre Dame in because of that? A one-loss team, do I pull the Fighting Irish out? Do I put in Texas A&M? Considering Texas A&M has played a decent enough schedule as a one-loss football team, has played well ever since the, the beginning rocky part of the regular season. We had people calling earlier this year wanting to fire Jimbo Fisher. That's a hand to God truth. Pierno was there. There were people who wanted to fire Jimbo Fisher. Do I give Texas A&M the bump? They didn't play for a championship. 
Do I give Texas A&M the bump? Do I take out Notre Dame knowing that that is going to change while Texas A&M has a massive fan base? I know that's going to change my final dollar amount. So the question is, for again, who deserves? Because I can look at this with business and say, boy, three of these four spots, depending on the outcome today, three of these four spots are probably solidified. Alabama, even if they were to lose by 60, I don't know if that's going to be enough to get them out of the college football playoff. Florida as a two-loss team, as an SEC champion, can I put them in there? As a two-loss football team but won the SEC, makes an argument. Notre Dame at 10-0, and maybe 10-1. and Again, we've been over that. Clemson, we've been over that. And obviously, Ohio State, we've been over that. So I pass it on to you. Who deserves to be in the top four in college football? 855-212-4CBS, 855-212-4227. We get to you guys next. It's Ken Carmen on CBS Sports Radio. Jordan Ross Dellinger going to join us, uh, Sports Illustrated college football writer, I beg your pardon, because CBS Sports NFL writer Jordan Najani is going to join us 12.40 p.m. Eastern, 11.40 a.m. Eastern. One of my favorite guests. We're talking NBA. Justin Termini going to join us. I'm do- I don't care. I don't care what any of the other ones say, 11 o'clock Eastern, I'm doing my victory lap for the little guy. For the mid-markets in the NBA, I'm doing a victory lap. I don't care about the opt-out. I don't care about anything. I'm doing my victory lap. I'm getting excited for Milwaukee. I found my second favorite. As a fan, I found my second favorite NBA team this week. I'm pulling for them. I'm pulling for Bucks fans. I'm pulling for the Bucks. I'm pulling for Giannis. I don't give a damn. I'm I'm sure it'll probably end ugly. I'm sure all the NBA writers will get what they want and call, we'll be able to call them sentient beings and, and be on their side because we all just want players to move to the biggest markets and just leave the middle markets out of it. Just make it into a traveling circus instead of actually having, you know, home court advantages and fans that really like their own basketball teams. Now we'll just continue to push the players. Uh, listen, I support the empowerment. That's fine. You got you, you got everything you want. You're able to to make these moves, but and I'm going to explain this later on, man. You can't all be LeBron, and I think too many of the guys look at LeBron and say that they can do that, and they're supposed to have egos. Maybe they're supposed to say that, but you ain't LeBron, buddy. James Harden, you're not LeBron. Russ, you're not LeBron. Kyrie, you're damn sure not LeBron. Kevin Durant, pretty close. Zion, maybe someday. Lucas, someday. Giannis, someday, yeah, you get a little close there. Grant you that. Damian Lillard, who is a prince of a guy, knows he's not LeBron, and he's one of the examples I want to bring up later on. 855-2124-CBS. I want to get to who deserves to be in the top four. It's turning into an Ohio State hate fest, which I'm here for. I'll listen to it. We'll go right to the phones. Chris, he's listening on Sirius XM Channel 206. He's in South Bend, Indiana. He's next up on CBS Sports Radio. Go ahead, Chris. Hey, I just want to. How do you justify putting Ohio State if they win the Big Ten championship? How do you? How does anybody justify them putting in in the, the playoffs? If it's USC hard. Money. Won last night, if you would have won last night, would you put them in? <laughs> they would have been six and zero. Oh. They would have been six and zero oh themselves. The only thing I can say, Chris, is money. That and that's is that a justification of any of any means? To to the bottom line, it absolutely is. Remember, they got TV contracts that got coming up here. Over this offseason, yeah, Chris. TV, but are we, <laughs> are we crowning the college football champions? Should it be the four best team? I get it's a it's a business now, but it 
if it's about crowning the championship, Ohio State has no business being in there whatsoever. Well, well, if you were going to do this, think about it this way, all right? Now, you, what you said about USC was about as dead on as possible, all right? But if you're – and this is where – because there's only four of them. We, we can't put eight in them. There's a guessing game here. Would Ohio, do you believe Ohio State would beat USC on a neutral field? I, would, I say yes. I say yes, but neither of them deserve to be there because both conferences were scared to play a full season. Same with ACC. Come with me. Come with me. Stay with me. Stay with me. I can't blame USC for that. I can't blame Ohio State for that. I can blame their conferences, but I, I don't know if I want to make them – can I – can I make them a victim of their conferences for not wanting to play? I don't think I can, especially because Ohio State was as – they at least were publicly as adamant as anybody about wanting to play in the Big Ten, them in Nebraska. One thing went one way, other thing went the other way, obviously. Go ahead. Yeah, um, okay. Well, like, uh, it's, it's if it's about college football, then the NCAA should, like, solidify what the rules are and not allow conferences like the Big Ten and the ACC – to curtail their their agenda to get make sure their teams get in. That's, if Clemson wins tonight, Notre Dame should 100% be out. And it should be a punishment for not scheduling that last game and giving them Wake Forest off. Really? See, I don't see, Absolutely. They've still played. They've still played 10 games, Chris. That's still a lot of games. I still want to give them that credit. And, see, this, this is the problem that we have here, Chris. And thank you very much for the call. You mentioned the NCAA. Remember, it's not up to the NCAA. It, it's up to the College Football Playoff Committee. These are separate entities. These are separate. The NCAA, they decide everything else. They don't decide this. This is a separate entity. It's the College Football Playoff. It's not the NCAA Playoff. And so they can make they can make up their rules, and they've proven they can make up their rules on the fly. In some years, conference championships matter. Okay, well, how about this? And this is going off right off of what Chris said. And by the way, I don't think I disagree with Chris. This is the problem with it. I don't think it's fair either. But is it fair, or in the words of George C. Scott in A Christmas Story, is it business, or Christmas Carol, I should say. If Florida wins and beats Alabama, that's an SEC champion right there. They're a two-loss team. Do I keep them out because they're a two-loss team? Do I take Alabama out of there? Alabama is, we could say that they're the best team in the country. They got four different guys who could probably win the Heisman Trophy at any given time here this season. They're allowed to make a mistake. Great teams have slip-ups. Do I kick Alabama out of there? Do I just make it Florida, Alabama, the winner of Notre Dame, Clemson, and Ohio State? Do I put Texas A&M up there? Do I make it three SEC teams? What do I do? Like, no way. I don't think this is going to be, this is going to be the ugliest way to it. And it's not a dis. I can't. It's such a weird argument. I don't disagree with Chris. It's not fair. the The thing that the college football playoff committee would have to do is if they put Ohio State in, and they probably, especially if they beat Northwestern, and they probably will, and you put you put Ohio State in there, you better hope Ohio State wins. Because if Ohio State wins, then you can do your victory laps and you can do your champions pose. We told you they were great. If they put them at three, considering they're the loser in Notre Dame, Clemson might drop down to four. You put them in there at three, that would mean probably a number two, I'm just going by the guess, a number two Clemson versus number three Ohio State, and Ohio State gets a chance to get the monkey off their back again. Because there's just something about playing Clemson. They've been able to beat Alabama. They've been able to beat Notre Dame. There is something about Clemson, South Carolina, that just does not sit well with the Buckeyes. 
Can we get to Jerry in Charlotte, North Carolina? He's next up on CBS Sports Radio. Go ahead, Jerry. Hey, man. Thanks for taking my call. Glad to have uh, you. Go listen, ahead. If, if Let me put it this way. If they put a, if the committee puts Ohio State in, whether they win against Northwestern or, or not, if they put the, if they put Ohio State in there, this whole thing is a joke. What they're doing is they're giving the middle finger to the rest of the Power Five conferences uh, because of these other teams that have played ten and eleven games and are ten and one or or even ten and two. Mm-hmm. Uh, and to put a, a Ohio State team in there, they're just money grabbing. And uh, they're giving the middle finger to the rest of the schools in the other Power Five conferences. Yes, they are. And it is—it's unfair. Um, it, it is, and and it should be—it uh, should be unfair, and they should suffer for it because it's ridiculous. Jerry, I, I listen, and I swear to God, it's—it's it's not where I'm patronizing you at all. What you're saying is true, and thank you very much for the call. What you're saying is the absolute truth. But I—but in this time. Everywhere else in life, myself included, everybody, we want to make sure our next paycheck is coming down. We want to make sure the, there's going to be money in, account, in, in the account, there's food on the table, the bills are paid, so on and so forth. College football is the same way. And what means to them, you just said it, what means to them now more than anything <laughs> is money. It means more than it ever has. With the contracts that are up for television at this time, with what they've lost in revenues, you saw what the Big Ten, the Big Ten, well, we're going to have a 21-day, we're having a 21-day quarantine, okay? Then we're going to, you have to play six games. You knew that was going to go out the window. If Ohio State would have lost earlier this year, then maybe you would have played six games. Yeah, fine. If they would have done Michigan, Ohio State, where Michigan went out there and blew out Minnesota, and we thought Michigan was going to be, you know, real hot stuff this year, if they would have done what they were supposed to do, and they should have done, and played Ohio State, Michigan, Week One, maybe there'd be an argument for that. Make sure they get that game in instead of having this complete mess that they've had here. That's still the Big Ten's fault. It's all the Big Ten's fault. I cannot defend the Big Ten for what they've done, but it does show you that again, the NCAA they might try to be fair. They might try to be more fair on this. They might try to go by the book. College fo- a committee of college football c- playoff people do not have to do that. They can make it up as they go. It's all for argument. It's all, it's all semantic. It is all subjective to what we think. That's what it is. It's the same thing as if you listen to Robin and you liked Robin from 6 to 10 and you don't like me and you do like Pony. Like It's subjective. That's all it is. It's not fair. And you'll go back to it and say, well, you know what? I'm a big Pittsburgh fan. Pony's from Pittsburgh, so I like Pittsburgh. So I like Pony. Yeah, That's how you might do it. Hey, you know what? I, we, we need to get our money. Ohio State means a lot of money. We'll put Ohio State in. Six games, huh? Six and oh? Because if you're an Alabama fan, Notre Dame fan, Clemson fan, and hell for that matter, A&M, Iowa State, Florida, Georgia, Cincinnati, Oklahoma, everybody going, I played this many games? BYU, BYU, BYU went out and rescheduled. BYU took a game on short notice. It ain't fair. It's not fair. And so this is, but I think because of the unfairness and the anger that's there, 
if Ohio State wins, that makes it even more likely that they're definitely going to put them in there because you're going to be watching and hoping to God that they just get hammered. And you're going to be hoping that if it's more than likely a two versus three, say I pick Clemson to win tonight. Say you got two versus three with Clemson and Ohio State coming up in a couple of weeks. You're going to hope that Davo's pouring it on. He's going to be there in his Clemson sweatshirt and his Clemson hat and his weird pants and his weird sayings. And you're going to hope that it's not that 50's not enough, that 60's not enough, that 70's not enough. You're going to be hoping for it. And they know that. And that's why they'll put Ohio State in. That's why they'll do it. 855-2124-CBS. I'll try to get to some more people coming up. Also, Ross Dellinger going to join us, Sports Illustrated College Football Writer. We'll see what he has to say about all this. See if he can make heads or tails of it. It's Ken Carmen on CBS Sports Radio. Right now, it's the latest sports update with Marco Paletti. CBS Sports Radio's toll-free line, 855-212-4227. It's sponsored by GEICO. Whether you rent or own, GEICO makes it easy to bundle home and car insurance. Having a home is hard work, so get a quote today at GEICO.com. It's easy. Coming up at 11.40 a.m. Eastern, Justin Termini will join us. NBA Today on Sirius XM NBA. We'll talk, obviously, the NBA with him. Giannis staying put. Other guys possibly on the move. Kyrie Irving. Oh, it's all coming up. That's at 11.40 a.m. Eastern, 855-212-4CBS. Holding on, Ross. We'll try to get to Ross. Let me try to get to David in Buffalo. He's been on hold. David in Buffalo, you're next up on CBS Sports Radio. Go ahead, David. What's up, Ken? How you doing, man? I'm doing wonderful, my friend. I appreciate it. Uh, but uh, first off, Merry Christmas and Happy Holidays to you and your family. Um, just same to one... you. Same to you. I hope that things are going very, very well over at the new golf course, buddy. Don't think I haven't forgotten. You bet, man. Absolutely. Um, ho- hopefully hit him long and straight to the simulator this winter over at uh, oh, no. Valley of the Eagles. But uh, before I, before I, <laughs> we'll see. <laughs> uh, my, my whole thing on the playoffs is, is this. You know, to me it comes down to the NCAA needs a czar. They need one person in charge of this um, to kind of un- unravel this whole thing, you know, make it a clear-cut formula of what they're really looking for. And I think people are just more sick of Ohio State. I don't think they, they don't disrespect the talent they have because, I mean, obviously they put guys in the NFL year in and year out. They have, you know, a, a great coach and Ryan Day and Urban Meyer before. Um, I, I think people, though, want to see, like, what we saw years ago with Boise State winning that game against Oklahoma. So, to me, this probably would have been the one year you could have made the argument, hey, let's put more teams in. Let's see if a Coastal yeah. Carolina has any shot. I mean, we've seen upsets before in all sports at the college and at the pro level. It's a wacky year. Let's make it different. To me, it looked like they were just going more for the brand name this year. And as goofy and as messed up uh, as the the season has been, to me, this is the one year you could have made that argument. So uh, I would have liked to have seen some little guys in there. But you know what? I think the NCAA's got to get their house in order before they can really start to make this uh, you know make any sense because every year – the only thing they get out of this is a debate, and that's why, to me, the NFL is getting stronger and college football looks weaker every year. Well, I think any sports fan, David, thank you very much for the call, and again, Merry Christmas to you and yours as well. The, the, the difference is any sports fan wants fairness. It, it happens the same way with the, what the, um, the Roby Coleman play. Wasn't it Roby Coleman a couple years ago on the pass interference that wasn't called? The sports fans who were not, it doesn't matter if you're a Saints fan or you are a Saints fan. Sports fans want fairness. They get upset about that. And so if you look up and down the line at Alabama, Notre Dame, Clemson, and Ohio State, one of these things does not look like the other. And it seems to be unfair. And even if I get some sort of a czar, then I'm just going to have a problem with the czar. And by the way, I don't like to name anything czar because anything that's been named after a czar 
all the way back to Nicholas has not worked out well. So if you if you get like a, a the the overlord, the commissioner, whatever it may be, there's still going to be problems on the influence of that guy. Because even when we do this with Roger Goodell, we blame Roger Goodell for all the problems and all the good things and all the what, whatevers when it comes to the NFL. It's still the owners who make those decisions. It's still the owners. We get all upset about Mark Emmert when it comes to the NCAA and their and their rules. We get upset about Bill Bill Hancock when it's still other people who who make those decisions. So if I have one guy making that decision, if I give him that absolute power, there's still going to be a decision on market, on money, on what truly brings eyeballs to it. Get back to that coming up here in just a second. Let me get to Ross Dellinger, who joins us right now. Sports Illustrated college football writer. Follow him on Twitter, at Ross Dellinger. Ross, thanks for joining us today, my friend. Yeah, no problem. Uh, Ross, first off, hey, can I get a – let me tell – give me what you think about Brett Bielema going to Illinois real quick. Well, uh, yeah, I know he's been trying to get back in. You know, he's uh, – I know he interviewed for a few jobs, including – down there in Hattiesburg at Southern Miss, and you know, last year he interviewed at Colorado. So, trying to certainly crack back into it, and um, it's not an easy job. Obviously, Illinois is not, but uh, I think it could be better than what it's been. Um, it's it's uh, obviously you have Chicago right there, and that's somewhere that they have to go. And you talk to people who um, who know know that job a little better certainly than I do, and they say Chicago has been kind of ignored. Um, so you, you got to get there. He, he's hopefully somebody has told him that, but, uh, having Brett back in uh, college football is probably not a bad thing. He's certainly a colorful guy. So who deserves to be in the top four of the college football playoffs? Well, it's, yeah, that's the question we're all trying to figure out the answer to. Um, you know, we could, uh, I, I heard you earlier, you know, it, it could, we could make this a little easier on ourselves by, Either expanding the the playoff or expanding it and getting uh, automatic bids. That way, we don't have to debate the topic, and we just um, have have it like every other level of football has, where whatever happens on the field uh, in winning a championship, you get an automatic bid. Whether it's you know, high schools or FCS or NFL, uh, you know, division winners and division runner-up type thing. You know, I wish we could have something like that in college football, but we don't, and so here we are debating it. Um, and obviously Alabama, Notre Dame, and Clemson are there, and it, I think we're just fighting over that last spot. Uh, you know, if Clemson loses today, then I think then we'll, um, you know, be be uh, talking about do they deserve to be in still. Um, and then you're looking at maybe having uh, an argument over Texas A&M if they win today in, in Ohio State, which has played just six games, you know. So uh, everybody certainly has a, a claim. Those six teams, five, six teams have a, have a claim. And then you've got the Big 12 winner, you know, whoever wins in the Big 12. Um, but I, I, don't, I don't know there's a, right, there's a right answer, you know, at this point. And we knew the game differential this year was going to be a talking point. Um, in an issue, and it is. You know, Ohio State playing half of the games that everybody else has is certainly an issue. Ross Dellinger joining us on the show. Well, Ross, what do you uh, do? You do you believe in expansion of the college football playoffs to maybe eight teams? Yeah, I believe in expansion only if we have an automatic bid process, like I was saying earlier. Where where the and and it's something I heard in about a year ago actually in New York at the Football Foundation 
a Hall of Fame deal where all the ADs and coaches come up there. I had an AD tell me that uh, the eight-team playoff, um, you know, was was getting uh, more traction. It would be f- the the five Power Five champions would get an automatic bid, and uh, the uh, best group of five team would get an automatic bid, and then you had two at largest. Uh, and I think that could work. Uh, I think just we just have to take. Um, as much as we can out of the human subjectivity, you know, we've got a human element. we just got to take as much as we can out. Not that I want the BCS again in computers, but again, every level of football has automatic bids for conference division type champions. And I think college football is, has got to get that some way. Uh, and I think that we have to expand the playoff probably to get that in. So whether it's six or eight, uh, Yes, I, I think we probably should do that, and I, and I think it's coming. I think everybody knew when we expanded to four that we were going to eventually have to expand again uh, because we have five Power Five conferences and and you have four spots, and that's a problem. See, because one of the arguments that were made to me was, and this happened earlier this week on one of my uh, on my other show, is that. Well, if you expand to eight and I let a BYU in or a Coastal Carolina in or a Cincinnati in, they're probably going to get hammered, absolutely hammered by Alabama. And I'm still thinking, well, yeah, more than likely, but it's still a one-day type of thing. And and great teams, we've seen this before, Ross, great teams could wake up on the wrong side of the bed. I think that's all that people are kind of hoping for. Wouldn't it be that way? I. That part, I if we're just arguing about the, the probability of an upset, I don't know if that's a great argument. For rolling, for rolling, or against rolling it out uh, to eight teams. No, it, it's not a good argument at all. Uh, and you know, one of the big reasons is it's not a good argument is because we have seen blowouts in the semifinal uh, every year. We see them. Uh, I covered the Notre Dame Clemson game a few years back, thirty-one uh, nothing. I covered at last year's uh, LSU. Uh, Oklahoma game, fifty-two to twenty-eight or something like that. We we have blowouts every year in those semifinals, uh, and so to say that you can't do this or that because of the blowout, you try to avoid a blowout. Well, we we're not avoiding it. I mean, we it 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 happens still right now under the under the uh, the current system. So I, I don't think that's a great argument. And and again, I, I um you go back in history and and. Uh, the the big difference with the group of five teams obviously is going to be uh, talent and resources. You know um, they're not going to sign the, as good of players, and they're not going to. And because of that, a lot of times they're they're not going to have the, the resources that power fives do. Uh, but but you have seen them be very competitive. Uh, shoot, uh, the Louisiana Cajuns went up and uh, beat by 17 points Iowa State, and they might win the Big 12. Uh, so you you see it happen every year, Ross. Uh, final one. How do you see it shaking out tomorrow? What's going to be the top four? Mm. Well, uh, you know, I, I figure Alabama will beat Florida, be the number one seed. I think Clemson's going to beat probably Notre Dame. Uh, I don't expect any kind of blowout, and so Clemson will be the two seed. Ohio State wins, uh, uh, beats Northwestern. I would think they'll be the three seed. And I would think Notre Dame, uh, again, if they keep it, if it's close enough, it would be the number four seed. So I, I think probably it'll stay, it'll stay the exact same. How clo- Real quick, how close to, to, should Notre Dame keep it then? Can it, can they lose by 21, still be a top four team? That would be tough. I think 
I think anything over three touch three touchdowns or over, it's going to be a really uh, interesting debate for the committee. They'll have to put uh, side by side the resumes of Texas A and M and Notre Dame for sure. Ross, we thank you very much for the time, my friend. All the best. All right. Ross Dellinger, Sports Illustrated college football writer. Follow him on Twitter at Ross Dellinger. Top four. I'd like. I, if I have a top four right now, and I, I, I still say the whole time, yeah, you know what? It ain't fair. By the way, Chris Olave is going to miss the uh, Big Ten title game for Ohio State. Also, Drew Chrisman and Baron Browning, the linebacker and the punter, Drew Chrisman, the punter, uh, also going to be unavailable for it. I believe it is – I don't know yet whether or not Chris Olave is for COVID-19 reasons. I'll have to ask. I'm not sure. I, mean, I don't want to assume. It just is up here on the ticker right here on, on Fox, so I'll have to pay attention to that. Eight five five two one two four CBS. No, it's it's not it, it's not going to be fair. And I got people in on this. I'm going to continue this on the other side. Eight five five two one two four CBS because I I know that it's not fair. And I think that a lot of fans and just going off of what David and Buffalo had said, a lot of fans, basic sports fans, whether you love a team, hate a team, or or have a rooting interest for another team, it's all about fairness. And if they feel that there's it, it's unfair, people are going to be upset. And about the expansion to eight, I. For my business, I like it being four. I think there's so much more heat when you have five power five schools, obviously, or conferences, when you have power five conferences, and you only have four spots. I love that heat. I love it when a caller calls in, and that caller's right, like what happened earlier in this hour, where they're saying, well, what if USC would have won yesterday? They would have been 6-0. and The USC did the best thing. They were 6-0. and Why can't you give it to USC? Why do I have to give it to Ohio State? Why do I have to give it to either? Both of them played six games. Why does one have an argument over the other? USC is a very decorated history in its own right. Hell, that's based in Los Angeles. I love those arguments. But if I got it to eight, I don't know if I'm really getting upset about it. I do think there's a nice argument to be made about upsets. I think it's a nice for an opportunity. Recruiting, I don't think it matters that much to me. So, yeah, I could live with it. 855-2124-CBS. Up next, top five subject. We'll roll on with this, and I'm going to celebrate for the little guy for a moment. It's Ken Carmen on CBS Sports Radio. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. 